them come. This is their fate. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your oh shoot man. <laughs> I can't believe y'all let me get away with that. The Birdman hand. Hold on. Uh, I'm the only one that remembers, huh? <laughs> All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Today we got some topics. We got some stuff we want to talk about. Uh, This is episode 51. Yeah, 51. So we hit the 50 milestone last episode. But um, this episode right here, um, we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff and we're going to get through a bunch of different topics uh but before we do as always um jaylen josh how you guys doing update the people let them know where you what you've been up to for the last week uh last two weeks last month how's it been how's it going where are you in life right now uh i mean a whole lot of change i've just been uh, just chilling, I guess. I mean, I'm graduated, certified. Uh, just been chilling, trying to take it one day at a time, working out, get back to my old life, I guess. Uh, that has been gone for me for two years, but I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, ran into a couple levels of karma. Some hell, you know, <laughs> we good, we back, we back alive. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about you, Josh? What you been up to? Well, today we've been trying to get the podcast up and running. Had some <laughs> issues. <laughs> uh, hey, man, it's like third. For me, it's, third iteration. Yeah, it's our, our third try. We we actually um, touched bases a couple times today, but we're unable to get it started. That's yeah, uh, no, this last week just. Um, Playing games, finish God of War. Uh, me, and, me and Deontay talked about it a bit. It, it was a good game. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, and um, got the new one coming out. Otherwise, just been in, enjoying the summer, uh, keeping the air conditioning on. <laughs> oh my God, it's so hot. So one of my, um, in case I'm gonna update the people on what one my 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 fumble or my ill for the day our power went out i ain't like it's not i'm not in control but basically he was like yeah it's up and right it's time to go and i said man the lights shut off on me so i mean it's back on now people we good it's only like an hour and 30 minutes but yeah so now <laughs> now i can make my kool-aid get back to <laughs> Get back to it. Uh, yeah, we reference very weird videos, but it doesn't matter. We're back at it. We're having a good time. I'm, I'm going to make the best of this uh, mishap. Uh, but yeah, I ain't been doing much either. Been working, trying to play some games here and there, playing some Apex a lot, um, uploading more often, and that's about it. Just been chilling. But, you know, life goes on, life moves forward, and um, as always, we're going to get into these topics, we're going to talk about a few things, and hopefully y'all enjoy the show. So, um, the first thing that I kind of wanted to put back on everybody's mind, I know 
I don't know if if Jalen watched it, but me and you, Josh, are pretty big Bayonetta fans. So, um, yeah, they finally gave it a release date. Y'all might hear me clickety-clacking then because I'm looking up stuff. But, yeah, they finally got a release date, Josh. What you thinking, man? What we, what we, what we thinking about this Bayonetta 3 out-of-nowhere announcement with this um, very close release date? Is it good? Mm-hmm. Is it troubling? Did we like what we see? What you think? <laughs> uh, no, I I think it looks good. I liked um, the first two Bayonetta games and and Platinum in general. Uh, I like most of their games. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like they they're always um, fun and creative with the stuff that they do. Um, it's coming out this year, like into October ish. I think. Yeah, October twenty eighth. Yeah, and so that this game took a long time because I think they announced it like pretty early, like when the Switch came out, and so it's oh, been like yeah. five, six years since um since they last uh, talked about it, and they haven't really showed much other than like a two trailers. But uh, from what I see, you know, it's it's Bayonetta. They got more characters, more enemies, and I think it, it'll just be a, like a fun um, action game. Uh, finally coming out on the Switch. So. Yeah, man. Uh, it's $59.99, which is still good because Nintendo Switch still, you know, doing that price points or whatever. Um, it looked it really nice. My question is, is do you think this is like... I mean, this is not peak platinum. I'm just trying to figure out how they made it look decent because Bayonetta 2 wasn't that good looking. Um, this one looked like it runs well and looks good. It was like Bayonetta 2 felt like it was like that middle step. Obviously, it came out on... Um, wasn't that, didn't that game come out initially on Wii U? If I'm not mistaken. Or if I'm, am I tripping? Yeah, Bayonetta 2 came out on Wii U. Wii U, yeah. So, um, I guess when it ported it over, it didn't look the hottest, but the best or like the greatest. So... I'm assuming that they either build it up for the ground up from the switch or they actually are utilizing some uh, different hardware. <laughs> this is very conspiracy uh, theory. But uh, I your feel last like, game, mm-hmm. um, Astral Chain, like, looks like obviously it's not, it's a switch game. It's not like, uh, you know, like, yeah, cutting edge, but yeah. it looks really good for the switch game and it, um, had like bigger areas because you get to explore city mm. and stuff like that. Um, so this, I feel like with that experience, they probably had a little bit easier time than the last port of uh, Bayonetta. Gotcha. Well, yeah, because I mean the gigs, the the, the 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 actual size of the game is still around relatively the same. Bayonetta two is twelve point four. This one's gonna be fifteen gigs. I mean, they're not using, like, stronger or better assets or whatever. It's not like it's a huge game. I just feel like it looks a lot better and, like, cleaner. And, like, looks like it runs at 60 FPS locked. So, it'd be interesting to see it on a big screen. Interesting to see in an actual uh, Switch handheld format. I literally picked up my Switch the other day. And I was like, my God, this thing is small. Because I'm used to the Steam Deck now. So, when my um, brother was up here, my little brother was up here, he was playing with the switch and he was like 
uh, I, I was turning it on for him. I was like, man, why is this thing so tiny? Um, I, I forgot how small the thing actually is. So it basically, yeah, that Steam Deck dwarfs it. So it's 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 very uh, interesting. But for that little machine, is look it's capable of some stuff. So hopefully it runs well. Um, hopefully it it actually is. Um, I, I I think I'm going to go ahead and it's going to be one of the one of them probably though only games I buy on the Switch in a while, for a while actually. I don't think I'm going to buy anything else and I'm buying it physical. So, I, I want to support the devs, but um, yeah, I don't know man. Nintendo is just Nintendo. I ain't going to get into that because that's not what this is about. The game looked great. They have new characters. Um, of, I don't know that the, the, the character's name, but she got a <laughs> she got her hair cut uh she got a very interesting uh she got a very devil may cry-ish haircut um but she got a sword i'm assuming this is a character from the previous games i think her name viola uh no, she's she brand new it's a brand new character she's not one of the kids that was like growing up i thought she was gonna be one of the kids like the girl but that was bayonetta's younger mm -hmm. self it was another girl that I thought they referenced in this, and that was supposed to be her. But maybe I'm tripping. Mm. I mean, if it is, it's it's somebody that they haven't talked about before in the story. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, she looks really cool, too. So I'm interested in seeing what she can do differently than um, Bayonetta, but she's a witch as well, potentially. So, I don't know. Looks cool. I'm going to pick it up, obviously, but I guess my other question for you guys is, um, well, one for you, Jalen, because you, you got a different perspective than me and Josh. Have you ever played like, any type of arcade type, uh, not arena, but one of these stylistic type games where they, 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 they um, score you on your stylish points? Have you ever played like a Devil May Cry or this type of Bayonetta or... Any of those types of sorts of games? Uh, I don't think I have. I mean, I think that the closest thing I probably played to that is like, mate, I think Beautiful yeah. Joe do that, don't they? Beautiful <laughs> yeah. Joe definitely does yeah, that, yes. Yeah, Beautiful Joe, made by the same people. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, they they do that, but I mean, it ain't like 3D and you can't like, you. it is combos and you keep it going and stuff like that, but I guess it don't. I feel like Devil May Cry and bayonetta and stuff like i feel like those a little bit more intensive than like beautiful joe if that makes sense uh, yeah but, um but that so you would probably say beautiful joe was the last one you probably played then that i could remember i feel like i played another one i mean i guess i'm trying to think near don't do that do they it ain't no scoring near right no not near okay. not, not automata at least not from i i don't remember that that no, was more think... of one of their just their combat and like nothing else no okay well, yeah, and I ain't, that's it, then. That come to my head. Ooh, so, so what, 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 what kind of, um, I guess, what keeps, what keeps you away from those types of games, or what, what has, what has, what, what has the game not done that kind of piqued your interest? I, I guess I'm, I'm more of on looking from that point of view because obviously you haven't played any of them. You had probably a opportunity to do so. What made you kind of not like want to either take take that plunge or even give it time, or what what is it that is lacking that you really didn't care to uh, the reason why you didn't care to play them? 
any anything in particular or you just was like no. Uh, it ain't nothing in particular and stuff like that. I just feel like um, I ain't somebody. I feel like those games, like they can be hard and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I just never. I think like games with them combos and you be having like a beater and it be trying to go down and stuff like that. Like it's kind of sounds stupid, but I feel like sometimes they give me anxiety. So if, like, don't it ain't like a bad anxiety. It just feel like I'm not playing the game the correct way, if that makes sense, because I'm not. So yeah, when I can't do the combo stuff and play it the right way, like perfectly and stuff like that, sometimes I tend to just not delve into that area. And um, I can be like an extremist with it a little bit. So I just like steer away from them because I'm sure they didn't, they got the game and you can play it any type of way that you like want to and stuff like that. But it's like, I just feel like I'm not utilizing the game to like it's what the game should be doing. So I'm like wasting my time playing it. Okay. No, that that makes-, makes sense. No, that makes sense. Um, like, so I tend not to like them games, honestly. Yeah. It's like diving into something head first and not really understanding how to use, and then you end up more than likely button mashing because you don't really know how to control or get the right well, right movement out of a character. Is it kind of Well, like, I mean, I, I know how. It's just like when I am when I have idle time, and, you know, sometimes in some of them games, or I could be wrong because I ain't played them, like you might – you might fight a, you might go into this room, you might fight a group of enemies or whatever, right? And I might miss the dude or something, and then my combo meter, like, depleted or something like that. I could be wrong. I don't know if that game got a combo meter and stuff like that, but I play games like that where it's like, they all dang, I ain't get into this room so, fast enough. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, I done messed up, and you basically got to start this area. You don't have to start it over, but I'm like, let me start over so I can try to kill these enemies accordingly and stuff like that to keep my combo meter going and stuff like that. And they're kind of like, cause you're graded. You're basically graded on the level and you're graded on how well you do at each encounter. So they give you grades for each encounter so that I understand what you're saying. Um, I guess I'm more so it's not, it's not that your lack of understanding how to control is more of their perfectionist. And like, sometimes you will go back and continuously play and that's not, Maybe that's not as fun as 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 it should nah, be for you. It I feels like it's more it. of a yeah. I feel like more of a chore than do fun. The data battles on Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this guy, this Square Enix boy, love bringing up Square Enix. But yeah, uh, no, nah, I'd go sense. fight a Sekiro boss. So I'd rather go fight somebody on there. Yeah, well, it's Sekiro the same thing. Is a little, just they don't give you a grade. Yeah, Sekiro is a little different. I think Sekiro aligns with them more than anything. Um, because it's really, well, not really, because it's not like you don't have any alternatives. Like they're not, they're not going to limit you on your items or or if you want to just continuously shoot range attacks because you feel like you can't really fight somebody, they're not going to stop you. But in order for you to get the, you know, the highest tier grade, you have to be able to combine these things and make it. So that you can get to those higher grades it's not like you're it's necessary but if that's how you play the game then it's kind of like that very small window for success just like Sekiro, where Sekiro makes you kind of always have to be on your toes when it comes to like fighting now the accomplishment just comes from beating the person the accomplishment from this is beating it stylistically like stylistically or getting that high grade on that level or that encounter 
So it's a different way of how they grade you or how they make you feel like successful. But at the same time, it's kind of similar more so than um, playing like a Kingdom Hearts or something like that. In yeah, my opinion. And, and, and part of it, I just don't like the my bad. I don't mean to answer the like take to an answer the question. I just don't like games where you go through like a skill tree and unlock more combos and stuff. And you just remember the combos, the button map. Like, I don't really yeah. like those games because it ain't. I just, I don't know. I just, it ain't, it's just not interesting to me. It's too much to kill enemies and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know, man. It's probably just the lack of satisfaction from what you're actually doing. Like, if you don't feel satisfaction from that and that loop, then you're probably not going to enjoy it. Just like you don't feel any satisfaction from um, Borderlands loop. It's not like, uh, it's the same thing. So, I get what you're saying, though. That makes sense because sometimes it kind of turns me off to these certain games where I'm like, um, like Astral Chain is fun, it's interesting, but I just don't want to play it because it just felt like it was going down a path that I already seen before. So I wanted something new to happen. Astral Chain tried to make it where the the, the things or the 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 uh, I don't know what they call them, but whatever those things are that you summon are the like unique part of the game, and I'm just like I'm not interested in doing this. So I didn't finish it. But it's not like it was a bad game. It just wasn't something that was, it was a, it wasn't a satisfaction level to me of playing that through. So I get it. Um, but yeah, Bayonetta is coming out October 28th. Pick it up. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And the Bayonetta 1 and 2, I think it's on sale or something like that. I think I saw them on sale uh, for Switch. But um you don't really need to play them games to to enjoy Bayonetta three. <laughs> to be honest, uh, they're meant to be. Uh, I yeah. Do you do you do you pay attention to the story sometimes, Josh? Or not really. I mean, I pay attention to it because they explain like who you fighting in the bosses. But I mean, no, it's not like about the story. So if you yeah. didn't play one of the games, it, it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. Bayonetta 3, coming out soon. It was a very much so a big surprise, but it was a nice surprise. So, appreciate Nintendo doing that because um, the Nintendo Directs was pretty dry. This didn't even come out with the Nintendo Direct, right? It came out like on its own. So, no, it was a tweet. It was, <laughs> it was a tweet. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah. Anywho, moving on. Uh, we're going to be talking about anime event for Apex and how freaking greedy EA is, man. Like, y'all couldn't license the characters. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to introduce it, then we're going to talk about it. So they got a new anime event coming out for um, Apex. And it's um, pretty much they're mimicking a ton of characters that are very popular they're just they're they're basically masking it um, well enough so they don't have to pay for the rights to um, to actually put them in the game. Uh, same as simply like this is something that recently happened. Like you know this is going on is basically they had a Luffy costume for Octane, and the Octane's hat. Um, was basically the straw hat. It's a copyrighted. So they actually got into legal trouble and had to switch it the day before they were going to launch the trailer and everything. So they only posted it on a blog post because they did not have an 
the updated skin in the trailer so they couldn't run the trailer uh, more than likely we're going to get the trailer probably the week of or not at all it doesn't matter at this point because what they're trying to do um they're basically trying to drum up buzz for the for the the event but um maybe they don't want to go back and reshoot all that because of you know octane appearing in so many different scenes it could be a lot of work to make that happen but maybe they're doing it um in their drop on tuesday with the actual event um but yeah we, we're getting a shoddy mode shoddy and sniper mode we're getting a, a takeover and then we're going to get in this anime event. It is going to be where you can purchase 40 items and get Bangalore's prestige skin. Um, I think it's trash, but the the actual animation for her kill, her unique kill animation or um, finisher animation is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's pretty, pretty much most of it. Um, I can bring in additional pieces as we talk about it, but I, I guess... First, because I think they kind of know, but let's remind people your stances on cosmetics and events like this, where they kind of just, they're, they're out there for monetary reasons. There's not really much they're bringing into the game new. Um, the takeover is there this time. So um, it seems as if they're getting better where they're not just adding in cosmetics and nothing else. Um, but let's, I guess, first start there give a give a uh, level ground of where we stand on that type of stuff. Um, I'll go first. Basically, my stance is that I'm fine with cosmetics being added. I'm fine with those being um, the forefront of an activity or an event, but I would like them to also spend some money to actually, you know, take advantage of the actual, like Fortnite does it a lot. Um, I will. I would like them to license the actual characters. I want. I don't want the fake Naruto where she can do the hand signs, but she can't do it too much because then it's copyright claim. Or if you, if or if, if there's like you know simple, you know the they 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 did a Dragon Ball Z character and it's just called the anime hero event because they're they're literally trying to their best to not pay any money for adding these characters and. I don't like that approach because these are very iconic characters to me and I don't want your I don't like the fact that they're trying to monopolize that and not pay the people that created it because I feel like you're you're basically uh, doing a sidestep and it's not as if there's like there's no reason for you to do the sidestep unless you're just basically greedy in my opinion understanding licensing these things are important but if you don't want to license them correctly then don't put them in your game if you don't want to do it the right way i don't want you to you know i don't want you to profit off likeness that's disgusting to me and it's not disgusting in the sense where I like this is like a big world you know issue but it's like one of those things where it just it leaves a taste in your mouth it's like why wouldn't you just pay the people that created these companies these companies that create put their hard work sweat and tears and building a base and doing the right thing and then you come and try to mimic it and get get some sales off of it it's kind of gross but that's my take on this event um and and not just this event but like how those events run i'm okay with cosmetics i just like them to bring other stuff into the game what is your thoughts josh Uh, yeah, I understand. It, 
for cosmetics um again with apex i'm cool with it i think that they overdo it um in the sense where they they always have like new skins but with the prices that they're asking for are always really expensive and now that they have like the super prestige skins that they want even more money for it and i think that compared to like Fortnite and stuff, it's like not this equal value, but at the same time, that's pretty much all the game has because they don't add much new content regularly. Um, but it keeps the game alive. It keeps everything, all the actual content, like characters, to be free. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm okay with it because if it's not anything I want and I can just ignore it. Uh, with the skins, I feel like two things. I don't, I don't mind that they're like. Um, uh, imitations of like anime characters because I know with a lot of other games um, it's really hard to license like Japanese games like especially like Goku is is very rare that you uh, ever see Goku outside of anything but Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. uh, just that because um, whatever licensing company or deals they have is super um, complicated and so eventually companies like Epic and Fortnite, they, they're just going to throw as much money as they want at it because they got the money to do that. Um, but everybody else, I just, I guess, just can't afford to like pay for Goku. And so they'll rather uh, make something up. Everybody does it like Destiny. They'll have a, a character doing like a Dragon Ball Z pose or power up or something like that. But they're not going to um, actually go the whole route and like pay for it. Uh, at the same time, I think that since it's a like an imitation, sometimes it's not as interesting. So uh, that's why I'm personally cool with it because it's usually something like uh, I can skip. Like mm-hmm. the Dragon Ball Z stuff in Destiny was like it's cool, but maybe I don't need it or you know. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas if it was official, I might feel like a little bit different because it has that that blessing, and so they can go all the way and it'd be like perfectly accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, which that that is what I appreciate about what they do in Fortnite because if if they got you know Iron Man in there it's gonna be completely accurate and look and sound exactly how you expect it to sound. So um, the, I think the skins that they have uh, some of them look okay, some of them look weird, um, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel too negative about it. Okay, no, that's that that that's a. Um... That's a different perspective, and I enjoy that. Uh, what about you, J- Jayla? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really look into uh, any of the Apex scans or anything like that, so I don't know what's on there. Or... All right. Well, no worries. We'll just remind people your stance on the events. Um, I guess with. I'm trying to think. You said what specifically Apex events? It's specifically Apex events surrounding cosmetics. It's more so how do you feel about those events occurring in the game? Whether you disregard them because you don't care or I guess basically talk about that. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I still got the same standpoint with with them being like ran by EA or whatever. Um, I just feel like I feel like they charge too much for their cosmetics. Um, 
they don't I ain't gonna say that they be lackluster because some of them be smooth or whatever. But I mean, I don't know. I think uh with me, the financial type of person I am, I'm always fixated on the cost and stuff and how they do their cosmetics or their events and things like that. They kind of make them hard to get to and it kind of puts you in a position where you mm. need to spend X amount of dollars in order to obtain some of these like, you know, cosmetics that people might want or whatever, like the, the real cool ones and stuff. Uh, the one I always go back to is the uh, the air wounds. I mean, I just felt like the way they handled that was just kind of thought that was kind of weird, and it gave me a. Um, I remember when you was talking to me about it, it gave me the sense of how they handled the uh, Darth Vader, um, how to get Darth Vader, and what is it, Battlefront Two? Like basically, somebody calculated theoretically how many hours you need to play to get the game, or not get the game, but get Darth Vader and. I don't know. So I just, I still kind of got that same viewpoint. I feel like they just figured out a way to give that same, uh, figure out a way to give that same treatment, but they just made it a little bit more elaborate, if that makes sense, where it wasn't as apparent, if you will. Yeah. So, okay. uh, but that's more so the cosmetics. And I mean, not as much about the events, but. Well, yeah, no, no. I guess cosmetics is the event most of the time understanding that they they're providing like and i can go through what the event entails because that way you have a better picture um you're going to get the you know they always come with those two unique weekly challenge trackers where they give you like free um charms they give you free skins and they give you a free pack that you can open for some of the cosmetics that they're going to be selling throughout the the event the two week period so they they always do the flash event where you're allowed to you know get a bunch of points like uh, or get three thousand points and you can complete a tracker and you get unlock all of the prizes or whatever or the a, a special um items those are always and never will be sold in the store which i like because that means that if you can earn something that you don't have to necessarily buy but you can also get something unique for that event and you no one can actually buy them because they don't go into the store like that they are just literally for the trackers sometimes they lack luster sometimes they're great most of the time they lack luster though because they don't they save all the good stuff for the for the purchasing, for, you know, for the um, people that purchase. Uh, so, uh, the rewards for July 19th through the 26th, they're going to be including the Fuse Down and Thunder Epic Skin, uh, Bionic Buddy Gun Charm, and then it's going to be the Epic 303030 Cloudburst Skin. Um, two Epics, which is, I guess, okay. And then the rewards for the next week is going to be the Hollow Spray for OK. It's an OK, because it's literally an OK Hollow Spray um with the languages of okay uh with the squishy from watson and then there's gonna be one um they have one uh guiding event pack and then one regular apex pack that is the the trackers that is what they're given for free uh yeah i mean that's five dollars and then you get some skins i mean that's that's literally what I counted as. You get one regular Apex pack, you get one um, one event one, and that's a $5 value. Yeah, you get your hollow sprays and you get your other skins, but at the end of the day, I think they're probably giving, up, giving away $10 worth of, worth of, worth of stuff. And um, yeah, so that $10 worth of stuff. 
Then you get to the limited items that you can actually buy. They're going to have trackers. They're going to have um, intro intros or um, I forget what they call them, but the banners uh, and everything like that. And then you're going to be able to obviously do the special offers um, for the for the two weeks where they're going to be selling the Loba edition bundle and they're going to be selling the Sear bundle, um, which you know it's a lot of you know uh, it's a lot of i don't even know the word now it's a lot of complaining a lot of um complaining around them adding in the bundles for the characters like seer bundle and loba bundle they were basically saying that they were if you don't buy them on the store they're not going to be there anymore and then they start selling them inside their store and yeah but anyway moving on from that uh you get the close quarters or Bangalore's prestige king is called the apex commander. Um, and you get that if you buy every item again, I think it's 40 items that you got to buy. If you buy all 40, you unlock this very special prestige skin. Um, but they're supposed to be adding additional modes and I don't know why I don't see them. There we go. Armed and Dangerous, that is the rack up your shotguns, wipe down your scopes because Armed and Dangerous is back where weapons are limited to snipers and shotguns. Loot overall is much harder to come by. Armed and Dangerous will be available June 19th through August 2nd with World's Edge, Olympus, and Stormpoint as the map rotations. Um, I mean, I guess to sum it all up, I feel like snipers and shotguns and the ten dollar cosmetics isn't it's like a it's like a ill balance right now. It just feels like it's not balanced as properly as it should to to equate to the amount of money that they request to keep the game afloat and the amount of stuff they give to the players that don't really pay for things or if you are a paying customer what you get back for supporting set you know game right now i feel like there's an imbalance it's just not good enough um shotguns and that that mode is fine and it's going to be interesting um but i hope it's it's just that's not a that just doesn't that just doesn't equate so that's my opinion i feel like um i don't i don't think that would be a uh, a hot take i think a lot of people feel the same way i think it's 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 going down to that path of it's just a money 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 grab situation with lack of um, actual content but they do that's the saving grace for this game is they literally do put a new character which takes a lot of development i would think so they put a new character in this game almost every three months that's that is something that kind of keeps the game fresh and keeps it from becoming stale so that is a big, you know, fee to, in my opinion, for researching and making sure they mesh well with the other characters that they already have in the game and they have synergy. Um, sometimes I feel like that is a really hard thing to develop. A lot of people don't do that. They just kind of work with a work within the same c combines and they, they don't move out of that. They don't want to move out of that, you know, that box. Um, Apex kind of does that on the regular. They move out that box and they could possibly it's like this very tight rope if you could break the game you can definitely can um but i think the overall the loop is what keeps people from actually you know stepping away and not playing it anymore 
So yeah, I mean that's all I got. I don't really have much else on Apex this this whole event. I just think, um, I don't know. I don't think nothing gonna change until we like just stop playing it until they fix stuff. <laughs> Honestly, I think they're gonna just keep going on this path because they know people gonna still play. You know, it's not like people gonna stop playing because of the the lack of content. It it can literally not do much. Uh, like the the reason why the servers aren't fixed is simply because people keep playing it. I mean, servers are trash, but that's been trash since day one. They ain't fixed it because people still play it. So um, it's really hard to fix a game that's popular, especially when they don't care about like Battlefield 2042 or something like that, or even um, even with the Fall Guy situation where it, where it fell off a little bit. <laughs> they had to do something, so they fixed servers. They made a crossplay. They did stuff to make it more interesting. Obviously, the only people that haven't done like that that did it at the top. Like, they didn't fall off before they made changes was Fortnite. Fortnite was like, we're going to keep making changes, reiterating it, and we're going to keep doing it. Um, obviously, they had a big player come in, Apex, and then they got a little scared, and they started doing a lot more stuff. Um, but before that, they were still trying to re-innovate uh, on their said live service game. Um, and then Destiny got a lot of competition, so they had to do the same thing, so... I mean, something's going to come along and it might be better than Apex. I don't want it to obviously fall off to the wayside, but something might come along that's going to make them do better, make them actually do more. So once that happens, I'll be happy. But, but for now, any last thoughts on this um, Apex juggernaut? Anything about this guiding event? And Jalen about to spend all his money and get that uh, that new skin. But no, I mean, uh, the prestige skins is the only thing. I think they're cool, but for them to be asking for, like, basically hundreds of dollars for them, it's crazy. I wish there was, like, because, you know, I, obviously they put the most work into those skins, and it just sucks that, like, most people are never going to get them. Yeah, like, it's... It's the it's they it's they it's that what they want to do, man. It's like if you pay for every skin, uh, if you pay for every skin in this event, um, it'd be like one sixty. But seven times, I think seven times twenty four is one sixty eight. So it's a little bit cheap. It's like eight dollars cheaper. I mean, if you go through and you buy like the um, they the bundles they give you, it could be a little cheaper, but. It's 168 outright. If you just go in and you just buy each pack for the same price that it is, it's 168 and then they sell the other packs. I think they are $7 a piece and it's 24 and that's 168. So, it's 160 versus 168. It's like that is how much they want. That's an heirloom and then they want you to pay that you can like see all the time. If there's a cool skin that comes out, you ain't going to rock the prestige all the time. That's just too much money for what they trying to provide. Um, understanding that people buy all the things all the time anyway. So this is like if you're one of those people that's going to drop that amount of money every time. This is way. This is just another way for them to get instead of, you know, 160 four times a year. They're trying to get that 160 
eight times a year. This is that's pretty much what it is. It's uh I don't like it, but um people buy it. I'm obviously gonna buy two skins. I'm getting definitely getting cryptos, I'm definitely getting Watsons, but I don't think I'm gonna get anything else. So hopefully I and they allow you to buy them outright, so that's nice. That's the only one thing that they changed that I really liked is that I can just go buy those set skins and not care about nothing else. Uh, maybe the trackers, I might craft them with all the crafting medals I got, but um, that's about it. So, yeah, um, looking forward to playing some shotgun uh, versus snipers. It might change up the flow of the game. Um, but anything else, Jalen, Josh? No, I ain't got no book. No, no. All right. Um, all right. Well, the next thing that I had on that on our list for to talk about was Skate, <laughs> another EA title. Um, and before, I'm gonna just introduce it. Skate is another one of those um, games that's been long awaited. It's Skate Four. They're just now calling it Skate though because it's like being rebranded. Um, and uh, what it is is. It's going to be a game that is continuously updated. It's not going to it's not going to be something that like they're going to have this you new know, skate two, skate three. It's basically trying to become like a destiny. It's kind of become like an apex where it's just constant updates to the game and um, it's free to play. <laughs> that word free to play scares the mess out of me now for these games, but um, it's free to play, which um, I'm not going to talk about, I'm, I'll talk about it later, but I just wanted to put it out there that they're saying that there's basically going to be no pay to win. Um, micro, this is microtransaction. I'm covering microtransactions for skate, the free to play game that just was announced. Um, no pay to win, no map areas locked behind paywalls. They're going to have no pay loot boxes and they're going to have no paid gameplay advantages. Obviously, we're just coming off another topic about free-to-play games. What's your guys' thoughts on this premise, I guess? I, I feel like Skate was a contained game, and I feel like now I just don't know what it's going to be. So, um, yeah, what's your so, thoughts? Taking a game that y'all like, love. Imagine Kingdom Hearts, you square in these boys. Imagine Kingdom Hearts going free-to-play. I don't know. What would that look like? <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, feel like, so, you I just wanted to ask what what are they selling then? They're selling skins or they're selling I like... I have no clue. They're not selling editions. It's not like they have like editions where you get more stuff. Um it's really just a like most of the information that's coming out for skate. Um yeah, it's it's really just information about the how they want to do it and how they want to keep the feedback in the community and like make sure it look it's right but how do you you have to monetize the game in some way it's an ea game and they have large success with apex i feel like it will mimic that in some capacity but that is how i feel like they're going to try to make money off cosmetics mm -hmm. But skate 
is supposed to be um, this contained game, right? So how do you change it from contained to expanding? And how do you keep it refreshing? People want to play because obviously it's it's already a niche game, right? Like this is a this is a niche game. I said niche niche game because it's a skate game. Like everybody doesn't play skate games. Everybody doesn't enjoy skate games. FPS shooters. Most people enjoy FPS shooters, so there's not that much of a buy-in to try a different one. But when you go to play a skate game, it's not as if people are going like, oh, I play a bunch of roller skating games. I play a bunch of bike games. I play a bunch of, you know, um, you know, these sport, these uh, bike sport games or whatever. So I want to go try this. It's not like people have that type of buy-in. So I really don't understand the free-to-play model, um, to be honest. I think... It's a little ill-advised. I think they see success in other places and they're trying to gravitate towards that. But focusing on building a good game first is probably should be key, number uno, and then determining how you want to present that in the pricing. Um, to come off the bat and say free-to-play kind of already sets expectations that you're trying to cop pleased in my eyes it's like you copy please like if it's not finished if it's like weird looking or if it's like not working well or if it's not it's lacking content well it's free to play so you everybody can download it that's a plea to me now it doesn't feel like it's going to be a fully fleshed out um game and it's at the at the point of inception it may take a bunch of time to really fix and I don't think skate games have that liberty, you know, um, even Riders Republic, a game that came out in a great state. I don't believe it's like a huge audience for Riders Republic. If I look up YouTube videos on Riders Republic public events for the week, it's probably like 3000, 2000 views. That's not like a game that's really popping. So sometimes you have to understand what the market you're in and who you're going for. So, um, Obviously, Skate's a bigger name, and people love Tony Hawk and stuff like that, but um, not to the point where it's like a top seller to me. But I digress. What's your thoughts on Skate and free-to-play models in these types of games? Um, yeah, like you say, it's a niche field and i think for that sort of game i was trying to figure out what are they going to sell because the only thing i can think of is just like character customization like what 2k you can you know pay a bunch of money to buy jordans and stuff like that and so character customization is probably the biggest thing that they can monetize which mm -hmm. is good and bad it whenever they do that it gives a lot of incentive for people to spend money you probably get more content overall in the game eventually. But also, it kind of takes away from, like, in-game progression. Because, like, mm -hmm. if, if you know, what's the point of coming back every... Uh, well, I guess, like, same like Apex. Like, what's the point of coming back every three months to start the new content if it's just... If all the best content is going to be me spending money and not from me playing the game or playing the Battle Pass and stuff like that. Uh, and it's especially worse for like skating games and stuff like that when it's mostly a solo activity. Sometimes it's more 
multiplayer, but it's not really competitive, so it's mostly self challenge. Uh, yeah. So that that's a, a big problem for it. Um, I think that they will they might stick to what they said because one, uh, especially at the beginning of the last generation, EA was like the worst as far as like monetization and loot boxes and stuff. Over time, they have gotten better with it and like not had many microtransactions and stuff. Um, mm. Well, at least loot boxes, because what um, the Star Wars Squadrons. Was a forty dollar game, no loot boxes, no um, microtransactions, and it was multiplayer. And it was actually pretty good, but I would say that the concession is that um, it, it definitely had a much lower budget than their other games. Mm-hmm. So going into this, like maybe they will stick to that promise, but they're definitely not going to invest the same type of money that they, they would put into a different game. So that's good and bad, where you can get a game without many compromises maybe it would be still a fun free-to-play game but what does that mean for the overall design like it is it limited in some way where you wish it had more time or a different type of monetization where it could utilize it so we'll we'll see uh because obviously at the end of the day they want to make a profit so minimum effort for maximum profit is what you should expect yeah, no, I it, that that that's I agree with that too. I feel like it's um it's exactly what they're trying to get after. It's just I wonder what it'll look like um and how long it'll take for it to to become a good game. I just don't trust free to play no more. Honestly, I don't trust it to like be good. I don't trust them to really really have an understanding of what the what the what the community wants um so we'll see um i just think free to play models i haven't played a game that i felt like outside of apex i don't really i haven't felt played like a game that i was like man this is it's a lot of fun and i don't feel like i'm getting scammed i mean fall guys falls into that category I suppose um, Among Us was like a few dollars, but um, so it wasn't free to play. I'm trying to think yeah, what was all, like some of my biggest and funnest free to play outside of Apex. Um, all like multiplayer free to play games, except for like Fall Guys, because that's more like a was a battle royale, mm-hmm. uh, and again you buy cosmetics. But as far as like if Destiny is like free to play and stuff, all those big um games that are gonna be around for a while or whatever have to have some sort of compromises where like we oh we, we like playing Rainbow Six and Rainbow Six is going free to play. But you gotta buy all the characters. So you know whatever. Yeah. Um and same with like a bunch of other games. The game it might itself might be fun, but they're gonna still ask for twenty dollars per transaction for something because that's how they're gonna make their money. Yeah, no, that's even Warframe, which I like. Either you're gonna grind a lot, <laughs> Warframe. or you're gonna spend money. But it's it's free to play, so if you don't want to spend money, you don't technically have to. But you're still gonna put time into grinding. Or if you don't want to grind, you spend money, and that's it. 
Yeah, I guess to go back to Jalen's point about, you know, the grind and, like, spending too much time on a game because you don't want to spend, like, they want it, they want your $10 so bad that they're going to make the grind so hard that you tend to just be like, man, I, I don't want to do this. I want to just be able to get back to the fun of the game versus what they're, what they're, their blocks are that they put in place so that you can have a bad time. <laughs> uh, like when you start designing for people to have a bad time, like Diablo Immortals, like they literally are doing certain things to like stop people from being able to even grind daily. That's crazy to me. But um, yeah, I, I guess uh, we have to wait and see. I'm still ha- I'm still excited that it's back. I liked Skate three a lot um played a lot but um i just i'm just worried about this whole thing about it being free to play it's um yeah it's been 12 years man it's been quite a while so insider registration is on ea.com slash game slash skate if you want to actually you know, sign up to be in their uh, insider program where you can play the game as they kind of work through it. Um, I don't really like playing games as they get fixed on. I like to play them when they're actually complete. So that's, I'd rather wait until the game is out. And if it's not out and it's not right, um, that's going to be unfortunate. It's going to be a pretty sad day, but I ain't going to play it. So that's what it is what it is. Hopefully they can do do better than their um, their counterparts. Um, especially Battlefield, especially Diablo, um, just those types of games where it just was like fall flat on their face. Well, Battlefield wasn't free to play, so I can't really put that in that category, but boy, oh boy, did it feel like it was a free to play game. That game was (laughs) hot garbage. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, but then moving forward, um. I don't want to dwell on skate too much, uh, but I felt like it needed to be said. <sighs> Sad face. Uh, but the next thing I want to talk about was, you know, just talk about you, Josh, and uh, God of War. I know we had a pretty good uh, conversation off mic about it and what we kind of think about it and what we feel like they need to work on for the sequel. But let's first, let me just have you introduce the game itself at least explain what it is um, who's it what where it's from because obviously everybody mm-hmm. knows god of words and um well i guess how you played it cause too because that's important because i ain't played it in 120 frames and then um just talk about your experience yeah who who don't know god of war who um, don't know god of war jaylen <laughs> God of War. Yeah, like, um, God of War. Uh, I played the old games on PS2 and PS3, and I, I enjoyed them, but I never like really thought too deeply about like the franchise coming back because um, it's it's just a it's not a beat 'em up, but it's kind of like that. We just go around killing people, and it's kind of the story of why like Kratos is just like a wild, crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they brought him back. And uh, people say, like, it's the last of us uh, put into God of War, which it basically is. It's Kratos after he did live this long, crazy life. 
trying to settle down, be normal, raise a family. Um, and I said to Deontay earlier, like the best thing about it is kind of the, the same thing with The Last of Us and it's the acting and directing. Because um, in the story, they do the like a one camera shot throughout the whole thing. Uh, so all of the acting and cutscenes feel very natural and intimate. It's not really because uh, like everything feels um, like they try to make it feel personal. And I think that's the best part about it. The characters all did really good. Kratos going from like a actual crazy person to a, you know, kind of a, a dad who did some bad stuff when he was younger, but he wanted his son to grow up to be different. Um, and overall, that was the most engaging part. And so for the sequel, I think that is what a lot, most people are looking forward to because mm. uh, it is like some of the best directed and like acted content in like any game that's come out. Um, uh, beyond that, I still enjoyed the game overall, but like, like I said last week, I wanted to take some, I guess, distance because a lot of people, especially for Sony games, like kind of overhype them a bit. <laughs> and <laughs> I think if I sometimes if I don't go into it with a fresh mind, be overly critical and not really like give it its props. So I'll give it its those props. It looks really good and the acting is really good. Um, so I, overall, I'll give it like an eight out of ten. It's not my favorite game ever and it's probably not my favorite god of war game but um and that's mainly because of the actual gameplay and the content i'm a combat um it's like a 20 hour game but they give you a lot of extra stuff to do but the problem is like the combat is feels too um not simple but it's not fully developed whereas like you go to something like um sekiro it feels like this is very pol well polished but it seems like they probably went through a lot of different versions and came up with this and that it it's a good example of really well thought out combat uh, god of war is not at that level it's not bad but it's not like fully polished but it gets worse when the game only has like 10 enemy types and so like every fight you fight in the same type of enemies Every time you gotta go get a key, it's a, it's a giant ogre comes out. You fight the giant ogre like eight times throughout the game, and uh, it the more you play it, it, it kind of like wears down the overall experience of the game. Uh, so I think going forward with whatever they do with the sequel, I, hopefully they can bring the combat to the same level of quality that they have the story because the story and the acting, like I said, is immaculate, um, but the other stuff is a little bit lackluster. And so that's the biggest improvement I'm hoping for for the sequel. Yeah. And um, to your point about, you know, the combat and um, everything, which we kind of agreed on was that it was, it was more functional than it was fun. It was like, it functioned, it worked and it yeah. had a variety it just wasn't fun to play. It felt a little bit constrained and it felt stiff at times. It felt as if you yeah. wasn't as reactive as you could be. And some things felt, um, you know, very limited. Uh, so, And I don't want to say that Sekiro mm -hmm. is like perfect combat or anything like that. But games like Sekiro and Devil May Cry, we kind of talk about this a little bit with Bayonetta. 
Whereas like there is a right way to play the game and you want the game to like teach you how to play it and you feel like you're doing it correctly as you keep going. But God of War feels like, you know, I'm I'm kinda like I'm sitting in the corner, I'm blocking and enemies are doing unblockable attacks and I'm trying to like I'm spamming roll and stuff and like um now I just gotta wait for opening so I can use my super and I'm invincible doing my super and it feels like is this how you wanted me to play the game or am I playing this because I don't know what else to do? <laughs> yeah. It's not well it's not well designed as in like uh it's not as reactive as you would want it to be. It's more of like a just a, a onslaught, which is how you know Kratos is meant to be played, but in even in his previous games he felt a little more agile and versatile and like there was a lot of different things that he could do like the flying weapon like he could fly he can he can like move and dodge and get out the way and it felt like he was you can a lot see more who's grounded. behind you yeah you, you can see what's behind you that's very important when it comes to like these big uh when you get into those arena spots and you're trying to like figure out where directionally where these enemies are coming from and where they're throwing things at you um so yeah functional functional but not fun um that was my biggest complaint about the game as well i remember one of my biggest um youtube videos is me fighting the last valkyrie and like showing a strategy on how to beat her and it was legit like a strategy where you just spammed your special moves and waited for her to stop moving and you just spammed the special moves so you didn't like you didn't actually engage her in true combat it was felt like it was like it felt as if there wasn't a good reason to do so because it was so punishing it was like very punishing moves and it was very punishing to try and understand how she moves because it was very tight windows and ba and, and a lot of unblockables. So it, it, it did not truly feel in, in fun enough to say, try to be her right. It was more of like, let's find a way to just get through this fight and get it over with. Um, and it was a lot of, you know, different things like that, adding runes that you could get more health back because it was a difficult fight. And most of the time you're still going to get hit because of the way that they created and how they engaged the camera um, so, so tightly. Um, so, yeah, it, I totally agree with that. Um, I agree with everything you said. I know we talked about a little bit about how the stranger fight set a bar and then throughout that it wasn't as if the 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 big moments stop happening it's just that those fights weren't as great so um i know you talked about that too but honestly the, i ain't never seen no fight like the stranger so i can't i can't even grade it in that way because if it was if it went to because to me it went to s tier at the beginning right and then it downgraded to a <laughs> most people be getting b for me so i'll be like i can't really get mad at the fights they're not fun as in like um really as like like that stranger set piece um like really you can see the the freaking world breaking as you're fighting this guy um but it's not as it's it they there weren't they weren't as if they weren't um unique in some weird way i guess it was more of about uh, creating a unique uh, experience versus because sometimes it did feel like they were due to 
they not not the not the, the the bosses would do the same thing, but they were they were kind of set up in that same way where it wasn't like a change of uh environment. It wasn't like set pieces within the fights. It was kind of like you get you you get to the point, you fight the boss, you just kind of move on from there. Um mm-hmm. and that's kind of where the stranger it just felt like this was going to be this kind of ongoing engagement, which it kind of was. This ongoing engagement with an stranger and how you kind of keep fighting him um but i don't know i i I can't really say it was terrible or bad i I don't think you were saying that either um i I do i do understand that bar being set and then it 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 actually declining so yeah because they they set the bar like extremely high and if they didn't set it that high i wouldn't have felt that way and like maybe they could have never reached that point but like you said, they said it S tier in the first, you know, boss fight, mm-hmm. and then in the last boss fight, it didn't reach that because, yeah, like I compared it to like a Dragon Ball Z fight in the first fight, and then I was expecting that at the end, like okay, they about mm-hmm. to fight and they're gonna be punching each other through mountains and we going all over the world and all this stuff, but mm-hmm. it was a smaller contained fight. It went. I guess more story focus and stuff like that, but still, I was expecting it to go a lot bigger than it did. Um, hopefully, they they can do that in the sequel because that that still is like the standout moment of the mm-hmm. game. Uh, and if they bring in all the other characters like Thor and stuff like that, that's kind of what people want to see. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I think they know that, but maybe like I said, they they didn't have the budget to push the combat. Uh, that way yeah i feel like they was like i don't know i I think that that was the demo piece to get the buy-in for them to do that one scene camera (laughs) where they was like you want us to pay for you to just shoot with one camera and we got the digital way you want me to make it seem like a movie (laughs) and for what reason like man, I'm telling you, cuz let me show you this fight, and that's when they showed the stranger fight. So they had to, they had to get the buy-in. I think that was what kind of sold them. It's like, all right, we got you. No worries, you can do the whole thing just like this. Yep, yep. So I, I think, I think that's what happened. But uh, overall, yeah, um, God of War is pretty solid. I think um, it, it, it definitely. For the time that it came out in, I think that was 2018. No, no, it was like, what? Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah, 2018 for it to come out at that time. There wasn't really much out there that could really compare. Um, And that's why I think, I yes, people hype up these games to an extent and they kind of make them like larger than life. But even if you dissect it for what the things that they did well on, there's nobody that can really compete. And that's that's truly what PlayStation can do better than most is that they have that category or whatever that category may be, whether it's graphics, the story and how it's portrayed, um, even the 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 character designs, they have something that they're pretty much going to be top tier on that you really can't get anywhere else. Um, And that's what you can like. And then they they probably pull up. It's like this, you know, you know, on the, in the, the rising tide, um, 
type of situation where even if it's like Leicester and these other places, just because this is so nice and so top tier that they will they will they will start to get this this um uh I, I don't know what you call it. Sony bias where they kind of rise everything and make it seem like as if it's like a 10 out of 10, but sometimes it can be dissected and pieced and pieced apart and you could probably get, it won't be a 10 out of 10. Like people will literally give it a 10 out of 10 because they had such a great time in one part of the game and not critique it on everything that it kind of the package, you know what I'm saying? So that is. Yeah. And I think that in a lot of games doing like one thing, like the best, like being revolutionary in one aspect is often enough to like get you a enough big nod. Yeah. recognition. Yeah, for for that type of uh, game, because a lot of games that that have those revolutionary things are not necessarily the biggest budget, most well polished games, but they do one thing so good that everybody has to like give it props. Kind of like yeah. Breath of the Wild, like it's not perfect. Its story is basically nothing or anything like that, but yeah. it people felt this was unique enough that it like puts it above so many other games. Uh, right. So same thing, God of War, they, their story and presentation was one of the best ever and nothing could compete. Even what um, Red Dead came out that year. Yeah. And, you know, I think Red Dead has its, its own uh, good stuff, but God of War was on another level. So, yeah. I think that, yeah. it's deserving in that category. I agree. I think Red Dead did a lot of the right things and like presentation and like uh, world building and like making you feel grounded within the world. Um, obviously, they had a much better, in my opinion, got Red Red Dead told a better story, um, and Red Dead told a better. Uh, a better it, it it was written in a much better way and like more digestible it just took a long time for that to get across i don't think you play red dead or did you play red dead i haven't finished it um oh, okay but yeah i'm sorry Jalen. you definitely didn't play red dead right no nine player okay so yeah it's um it, it was told a better story um in my opinion like how it was structured and how it kind of tied everything together, especially with the original game. Um, so I think that was that was a much more solid story told. But the presentation is not as good as how God of War did it. It was kind of like that presentation on top of the story is what really drove it. Like, um, you can tell that story the way... You can tell that story in, like, the way God of War did it. But it's not going to be as... Um, it's not going to be as appealing or it's, it's not going to be as cinematic. It's not going to be as um, touching as you as it would be if, if you don't pull those cameras close to those characters to really get those emotions off and really truly showcase what the graphics can do and what you can do with just gaming and stuff. Like that, that junk was shot better than most movies I've ever watched. And I was like, wow, it's a game. So you can really... It was like it redefined how you can tell a great story within a game and not have like the greatest plot and everything. But it truly like showed like what it takes. It's like they like Sony just gave them the chops to like, hey, we know how to make movies. Let me show you how to do this. So that and that's that it kind of felt that way. Um, but yeah, 
overall, I mean, obviously, I enjoyed God of War. I, um, I would still give it a ten out of ten because simply our it, uh, <laughs> it raises it. Everything raises it. I, I'm still going to have that bias because I don't, I haven't played or experienced anything like that yet outside of it. Um, so I still give it that. Like, I wouldn't give Horizon that right now, simply, or Horizon Zero Dawn, or even Forbidden West. I wouldn't give that to them because of the first first game, the Robin World, was very boring. Second game, the Robin World, was very nice, but I can find that elsewhere. So I can't give it that. It didn't do anything unique in that aspect, so I can't give it a 10 out of 10. Um, I wouldn't, you know, simply put, I would probably give... Elden Ring, uh, a, a, it, it would still be an 8 out of 10, or like a, a 8 out of 10 for me, if I was to really judge it, even though I think that game is really good, um, there is a lot of things that they could have done better, um, that they could have presented in a different way, or they could have tried a more unique approach to some of their, like, from is always going to get you on a on a unique boss encounter so I'm, I'm expecting that i don't think that changed or anything like that um i was i was more there under the impression that they were really going to truly do something major with this open world and that just didn't happen um it was more of like just a lot of the same of the stuff that you already used to um maybe f that open world feel rolls the tides for everything else but at the end of the day the baseline game is simply you know all the dark souls and souls put together in a very tidy package and made it where you had just so much to do so um I, yeah so that it, it has to have that truly unique i'm not giving uncharted for a 10 out of 10 either it's just not it's, it ain't did nothing different but god of war it took what they already compassed and they kind of changed and made it different and it's it's hard to do that nowadays it's hard to surprise people and um that's why i still give it a 10 out of 10 though but uh anything for god of war i know josh uh jalen um you ain't <laughs> <laughs> this man this man is uh uh what do you call it you still on that watchdogs too my guy yeah I'm at, the, I'm at the end of it man uh you at the end of it you saw you saw what happened with game pass they put <laughs> yeah i was like boy. i was like i wonder if he i wonder if he's still in the window to get his money back but i think you bought it digitally right yeah uh yeah so yeah but um yeah uh outside of god of war i really the the one last thing i was talking about was uh power wash simulator <laughs> uh which i wanted to play with y'all but basically uh there is a market for this and i'm not the only one but um i was playing power wash simulator it is basically a game that you go around and you just power wash people's houses. You take small jobs and you just turn something dirty to clean. That is the premise. That is it. No cutscenes, no talking. You might get a text here and out again saying great job, but you're literally just cleaning stuff. 
Have y'all ever played a game for the sense of relaxation versus like the gameplay itself? Like, um, I know there's a market for it. There's plenty of games out there that do it where it's like, it's, it's like a task you don't really have to pay attention to, but it's keeping your brain busy while you may listen to a podcast, read a book, watch, listen to some music, uh, watch a TV show. Have you ever played a game from that point of view where it did not really truly engage your brain as much, but it was something that you enjoyed to play? Uh, uh, I mean, I do that with like mobile games and stuff. Like I'd be playing like solitaire and stuff like that. I can't say that that's relaxing per se, but it's like a brain dead game where I ain't going to say brain dead completely, but it's just kind of like I'm just killing time while I'm doing something else. Hmm. What about you, Josh? I don't know if that counts. It counts, sort um, of. Solitary is one of those games you play when you're... It's it's just a very older version of a game like this. You know, a relaxing game. Solitary is not, like... You're not competing for anything. You're not... It's not, like, a time-based thing. There's no goals to meet. It's literally just playing that game. It's just a very first iteration of like one of these relaxing games. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, for me personally, I don't, I, I don't ever play games like Solitaire without any goal. Because even simple games um, like Animal Crossing, I, I have to be working towards some sort of goal. Where like, oh, I'm, I'm decorating a house or I'm cutting down trees to build something. So. I I need to have some sort of task. Um, mm-hmm. I understand like there are tasks in the game to do, you know, like clean the house. But I also need something long term to be thinking about or working towards. Okay, so Power Wash is simply one of those games where your your task is working towards getting uh, extra money so that you can go and buy better equipment to better clean, right? That is your goals, that is your task, but it's not as if it's engaging where you're getting a scorecard or like you're you're having to, you know, push multiple buttons. Like there's there's a, there's literally a button that you can auto spray and you just move around the the, the item that you're cleaning. Um I guess what games have you played that falls into that type of category? Or have there been any or that anything that's come to top of mind, maybe? I, I, not to put you on the spot, but, like, have you ever played any of those types of games? Um, I can't think of anything offhand. I'm pretty sure there might have been something on, like, the DS or the Wii where mm-hmm. I just got it and was just playing it. Yeah. Or even some, like, Nintendogs. But... Uh, I'd probably say Animal Crossing for me is like the closest one where I was actually playing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's there, no real goal other than explore and like make stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, the reason I asked is simply because I feel like it's going to be a growing market of people about playing like small games like this that doesn't really have much of a like simulator games are have always been like big they haven't been like huge but they always been big on like steam and stuff like that like you know you can do the pc build simulator you can do uh, garbage 
man simulator farming simulator you can do the goat simulator like there's plenty of simulators out there that, that have been made that kind of don't serve a true purpose but they're just relaxing to play or they just brain dead games where you're just kind of enjoying doing something while you may be doing something else like you don't have to truly pay attention to the game in order to feel a little bit more relaxed about playing something um i guess it, i guess when i was playing that it just felt nice i don't know something about it something about the game that kind of kept me um interested but i was just doing other stuff like i was talking to karina while i was playing it or i was uh looking up some i'm not looking up anything but i was like listening to some other stuff while i was playing and it was just something to do i could pause it come back to it but it it was like a little you know extra goal or whatever and it didn't feel challenging but it just felt more relaxing like there's games you can play that you can that, that that's fine that you can play without having to deal with like like i was been playing uh, battle for bikini bottom and you know rehydrate it obviously that game is not that intensive but it's still a game i have to pay attention to in some degree that may not be as brain dead as like just pointing and cleaning up some spots so um I don't know when I was playing it, I was like, man, this is quite relaxing, actually. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was like, uh, I don't really understand why, I guess. I was just trying to figure out if it was something like normal or if it was more of, um, nah, not really. I don't really play like that. But um, it sounds like y'all might have had some like history in that, but not like this. This is kind of different, I guess. It feels as if it's, um, I don't know, it was built for that versus to be a good simulation game. Yeah, you know, like some games are meant to really truly simulate what you're going to be doing. But then there's other games that it feels like it's like these, like these indicators, these, um, what, the, what they call them, the dopamines, when you kind of, you get a call duty kill, like every time you clean a good spot. It dings, like ding, ding. You're like, oh, okay, now I can move on to the next thing or whatever. So uh, it feels like it was made to um, uh, be um, to to actually in, in uh, to actually encompass that relaxing feeling. And it was, you know, it was published by y'all Square Enix. It was published by y'all, you know, y'all favorites. So obviously, I was like, why not ask the Square Enix boys? <clears throat> by square no. i mean it's yeah, fire man it's it's developer by future lab and published by square enix i was surprised by that i said why is square enix publishing a simulator game but um yeah yeah it's pretty interesting i can't i ain't gonna hold you um yeah it's it's, it's on game pass if y'all want to check it out i probably doubt it but it's um very much so uh interesting like relaxing little game to play if you're not doing nothing and you just wanted to throw something on uh, kind of like a i'd rather do this than rather scroll down my timeline on this or something like that i'd rather do this because i feel like mm -hmm. it focused my brain a little bit better and i don't have to i don't know it's just different i guess it's a different sensation i suppose but yeah that's pretty much it i ain't really have much else um Anything on um, Power Wash? Anything y'all got? Anything on this topic uh, at hand before we uh, get up out of here? <clears throat> no, I think that's it. 
think we talk about a lot. Um, and yeah, th there are a lot of just like casual or like time waster games that are good, like you said, relaxation or just time wasters. So mm -hmm. uh, they're always necessary. It's just you got to find one that fits that mood that you're in currently. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's true. That makes sense. I like to I like to clean, so I think <laughs> I think it hit a lot of different cat hit a lot of different check boxes for me. I suppose. Uh, but all right, but um, that's pretty much it. I want to thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you getting this far in it. If you definitely got this far, you're the true OG. Um, I don't want to make no promises, so I'm gonna just say we're gonna see y'all uh, when we see y'all. But uh, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys in the next video. Peace.